Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full time, part time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. It's seven out of seven for Everton. They are top of the Premier League once again on Saturday. They scored four goals once again on Saturday. Dominic Carvalhoon has scored once again. James Rodriguez bossing it once again. Uh, it's all getting a little bit boring, this really, isn't it? Uh, same things happening over and over again for these toppies. Of course, we are absolutely made up. Uh, joining me, three happy guests today. Um, before you introduce them, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know how you're feeling ahead of the two-week international break. What a start to the season for the Blues. What a performance again today. Uh, just tells you man of the match was, what you made of that. Um, tells how happy you're feeling after the start of the season. Uh, why not spread the joy around? Uh, but like I said, three very happy guests joining me today. Uh, Laura, how are you doing? Made up after that? Oh, too bad, thanks. Yeah, pretty happy. Um, I was kind of a bit, bit nervy going into into today's game after the few injuries midweek but some of those sort of you know I guess reserve sort of players have come in and 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 actually put in a decent shift um thought Tom Davis put in some good tackles um and got himself about a bit and I think Yerry Mina had a fantastic game as well today so all round pretty pretty positive really and just just happy to keep on winning which is Something I'm completely not used to and, and obviously absolutely <laughs> loving it with the spirit of the blues and I'm sort of doing everyone's head in. Well, I say everyone's <laughs> head in. Uh, my fella's head in with uh, playing it on repeat every day. <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob Vera also joins us as well. Rob, how, how are you feeling after that? Uh, feeling fantastic. Feeling like this uh, continuous uh, conviction of mine to wear this throwback gold uh shirt is paying off yeah. uh that that uh that that scientific feeling the more we win the more i feel like this there's something in wearing this but um oh, i uh i said earlier on on, on social media that i don't want to wake up from this dream it, it's so unlike anything that i can recall in all of my 16 years in, in terms of and this is beyond 2013 it, it's 
this is not a tenuous smoke and mirrors thing. These, we are, we're not just winning, we're winning by wide margins, but we're also, the, the score lines don't feel flattering either. It's just, um, it's just the realization of all the things we've hoped would finally click seem to be clicking. Um, all the caveats about how long it may or may not last, but um, the bottom line is we're going into a two week break feeling as good as we possibly can about this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm immensely happy. Uh, Mark Mosey's here as well. Mark, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts after that one, mate? Uh, I'm already looking forward to in years to come after clinching a late draw against Blackburn Rovers, looking back at this video at the point where you said it's getting quite boring doing post <laughs> videos. Uh, it, it, it's a very it's a very strange place to be the world at the moment, and that is absolutely solely due to how good Everton are. Uh, it's it's a it's an odd out of body experience watching this football team, uh, and it, as much as there are occasional flaws, the the consistency with which we are able to just dispose of other football teams is quite frankly majestic. And I think we we've all been through. We've all been through enough seasons of that not happening to thoroughly enjoy the one that we're in right now. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's the good thing, Laura, isn't it? And you guys as well, feel free to to follow on here. Is Everton? I think maybe I think in the first half today we played some of our best football of the season. At times, thought we were really slick on the ball. We moved it really well. We played through Brighton's press excellently. I mean, when Richardson went off and he was down, that, that slowed up a little bit. But apart from maybe that little spell today and you know, the, mainly the whole game against Spurs. It still feels as though there's, there's parts of this team, as Mark said, there, they're a little bit flawed, aren't quite clicking. And we're sitting here having scored four goals at home in back-to-back games at Goodison Park. There was five against West Ham, uh, West Brom, sorry, in the, the previous game at Goodison Park. And it's like, these lads aren't even fully, fully on it yet. And it feels like there's still more to come from this side. I mean, that, that is the frightening thing, isn't it? I think I was saying that sort of during the game today. Like, that isn't even our strongest side, obviously, with the few injuries and, and whatnot. Um, and we're still sort of going, going out and beating teams for, you know, for 4-2 today. Um, and put, putting this many goals past teams, like, it's not what we're used to, but obviously it's enjoyable and it's great to watch and great to see. But the, the, the thought in my mind of, like, that this isn't even, like, sort of, out of third gear yet, or whatever you want to want to call it, it it is very exciting. It is like you know what what else can we see from this team? And I think you know the more it sort of happens, the more you start to believe that you know this this can sort of be this can go somewhere and this can kick on and we can we can keep going. Like the momentum we've got already is is fantastic. And I think as Rob's already said, that the the break comes now. And is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Obviously, it's good the injuries but will it slow us down I, I just I don't think it will because there's such a, a togetherness in the group as well with the players and such a good sort of vibe around the whole club whether that be with the fans even the women's team as well like mm. going out and six today, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, going out and smashing Villa today like we're just putting goals past everyone it, it's fantastic there must be something in the song it's just got, <laughs> us, got us all going hasn't it but yeah it's just I think it can you know, it is exciting and we don't really want to get ahead of ourselves, um, you know. But I think it, we're, we're sort of, we should be allowed to be excited and happy and, and enjoying Everton. Um, 
I, you know, long, long may that continue and that good feeling sort of continue. And I think that, that feeling amongst fans, it floods through everyone and the club and everything like it. it I think that winning breeds winning. And as long as we keep doing that and, and the feeling is still there, I think it, it does keep the, the momentum does keep going. And just to add, add to what Laura's saying here, uh, before we get on to some of the details of the match itself, um, do not let anyone regulate your feelings about this. You guys have been through hell with this thing. We have all been through hell with this thing for a long time. Um, no one can predict the future, but this happiness that we feel right now, we deserve to feel it. We have waited long enough for it. Let's enjoy it. This is what all of that misery has been for us to feel moments like this. This is what sport is about. So I don't let anyone tell you that you're getting ahead of yourself or that you shouldn't be enjoying this too much. We seven out of seven top of the league. If you can't, if you can't find a way to have unabashed, unregulated joy about that, then you don't really love Everton. So just allow yourself, allow yourself this for now. Uh, because as Laura said, long may it last. We all know that nothing is guaranteed, but but this moment, this first start of the season, this has been great. And this is what we this is what we're in this for. I miss the character building emptiness we're following Everton to turn. Um, but the occasional moments of joy are great. I, I the, the third goal today, when Awobi pulls it back for, for Hammers, and I found myself just spontaneously laughing out loud as the ball dropped at his feet because I just thought that this is, this is just too easy at times. I've just, I've just watched Hammers Rodriguez tap one in at the Gladys to put us in our, our seventh straight victory. And honestly, it just doesn't feel like Everton. I don't, I don't even support Everton anymore. I just, follow, <laughs> I just follow this team that wins every week and it's quite nice and makes you feel quite nice. But it's... Um, I think the most exciting part about it, obviously, all of the fallout today is going to be about how devastating Everton are going forward and the ability to, to transition the ball up the pitch and cause problems merely seconds after we've gotten ourselves out of one. That That is all fantastic and that will win you games. But there really feels like there's a, a really stable core about this team. There feels like there's a there's a solid foundation which originates in in our back four at the moment. I mean, Yerry Mina is, I'm sure, one of the players that we'll go on to talk about was having a, a fantastic game. And it's people like that and elements of the team that make this all a little bit less Martinez than what we've experienced before. We've had the we've had the flamboyance and the the promise of great things to come and all of the excitement that came with that a few years ago. But there's a there's a real sense of the word is realism. There's a tangible sense that this is actually something that could be built on, not only for for this season but potentially for seasons to come. Uh, and and this is all at the back end of a week where Carlo Ancelotti is talking about staying here for, in my view, probably far longer than any of us really had bought into when he first came into the club. Uh, and that is primarily because he feels what we feel in terms of the potential of of this football club, and in particular the eleven lads that that represent it every week at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I totally agree with what you're saying there. Just some of the comments. Everyone's having a, a great time. Uh, loads of shouts for Yeri Mina. Loads of shouts for Yeri Mina as we'll come on to talk about. Uh, just one message here from uh, from Enzo Augusto Ramirez. I'm Argentinian from Bogota. 
Columbia. I am Everton fan. What a fantastic match. James Rodriguez, oh my gosh, pure magic. And I think I think that the Colombians deserve a lot of focus today, to be fair, Laura Dempsey. And we'll start with James because in the first half, I was sort of sitting there thinking he's, you know, he's doing nice things on the ball, but it's probably the most wasteful he's been in an Everton shirt. He maybe looks a little bit leggy from playing midweek. And then, you know, all of a sudden, with that swing of his left foot, just before half time, he puts one on a play for Yeri Mino and then taps in at the back post, as Mark said, for, for two goals in the in the second half. And I suppose in some senses, it, he sort of epitomises this team at the moment because you wouldn't really say he's at full tilt himself yet. But you'd say, well, he's come away with two goals and an assist today. And I think when you can do that in a Premier League football match at, at this level, and, you know, not necessarily your best game, but be that productive, I think it just goes to show what a, what a wonderful world-class player Everton have got their hands on. I mean, I'm still in, like, absolute awe of watching him play for Everton Football Club. Um, he makes football look so easy. It's unbelievable. Like, he's just strolling around the pitch. Not even that, just... Just strutting and strolling around the pitch, and just as you say, like he's probably not had his best game, um, sort of maybe the first half, um, and he's still get you know getting a, getting an assist and and, a, and two goals. Like it's players like that that we've we've needed for such a long time to be able to sort of pull the strings in the midfield and just because we've had that sort of attacking threat before, but never really had the sort of you know the the attacking, I guess, hmm. to, to get on the end of it and just put put goals in the back of the net. And now that we're doing that, and James is just making it all look look so easy, just picking teams apart. It just takes one one little pass from him, and it just completely carves teams open. Um, and we've seen that in all the games he's played so far. Perhaps he is like a little bit tired after playing midweek, and he has played a lot of a lot of game time um, for us since coming in. And he's just he's still. Just strolling around the pitch, being able to do his thing, and it is magnificent, magnificent to watch. And the fact that Iwobi as well putting that ball in and just a little yeah, tag yeah. in at the back post is fantastic. He's got this. He's got this reputation, Hammers already of being this obviously the the focal point of Everton's attack, but also quite sort of cavalier in nature. Um, the whole no sprints thing didn't help a couple of weeks ago, but. I think probably the, the most impressive part of, of his match today was around about the hour mark for me when he just demanded the ball every single time one of his teammates had it for, for a spell of about 60 seconds. And I know it doesn't sound much, but he was literally running at his teammates, demanding the ball back off them. Ended up getting fouled, clutches the ball back off an opposition player, takes a quick free kick, just so intent on getting the game going and playing it at his pace. And sometimes his pace is quite slow. And we've seen him do that where he, he effectively stops games at will. But he is so adept at knowing when that pace needs to be and that intensity needs to be upped. And it, it is essentially his game and the rest of the lads are just playing in it because his ability to control everyone around him is infectious. Uh, and it's it, it's a level of world class ability that clearly us as Everton fans have have never seen at this club as as much as we've seen drastic improvements in terms of personnel over recent years. But in particular, that minute today that we saw from him in the second half, that that for me was watching a player grow into the season, grow into a new club, knowing that he 
in, in that 60 seconds, you watched him play and thought, you've got more to give and you know it because you can just totally turn it on at will. And it, it's the most exciting element of him being here at the moment is that we've seen so much. But him personally admitting it is, is probably in about third gear. I don't think we've seen the Hammers Rodriguez yet, um, but it, it looks as though that is not far off. Yeah, the, the sort of mention of that from Mark there, Rob, brought a, a smile to your face there, the prospect of, of this like getting even better. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I've been using this word a lot lately, but Hamas Rodriguez is transcendent. And part of being transcendent is not just about the player's individual ability. And we've all talked about the idea that he is able to make this game, make this entire sport look easy. Um, it looks effortless and, and that aesthetically is very cool. It obviously has some, you know, tangible benefits in regards to goals and, and to assists. But to me, it is the it, it is the greater than the sum of its parts contribution that, that Hamas Rodriguez brings to the squad and to the team. It, it's it is a way in which his aura, um, if I can get scientific here for a second, uh, <laughs> seems to just exude a, a, a calmness, a confidence, a, uh, a, almost a patient arrogance, if you will, that, that um, you know, the other side can equalize, but we're going to have more chances. And, and it comes back to this idea that we've been talking about. I mean, it's, of course, the goals are obvious so far this season. But um, we used to be coming on to we used to come on to these post matches talking about that missed opportunity, that one mistake, and how it cost us. Well, you know, if you're in a world where you can play in such a manner where you are constantly creating chances, the likelihood is is that one mistake is not going to be enough to derail you. And and I think that that's what James Rodriguez for me has brought. He has not only brought his contribution, but he has in many ways energized and brought out the talents of others around him in ways that I don't even think they realize <laughs> that, 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 uh, that, that he may be doing it. I, I think that, that that is being, you know, seeing players finally contribute, you know, actually have contributions that match their talent to me is a direct byproduct of having uh, such a world-class game-changing player on the pitch with you. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it gins you up, it gives you confidence. So you can see an Awobi come in for Richarlison and actually contribute today. Um, you know, you can see uh, others around the pitch who, who uh, just seem to be feeding off of it. And it's, it's just been wonderful to watch. And to Mark's point, uh, I do think that there is another gear and uh, though if it just stays in this gear, I think that that, that may be just enough. But uh, I can't wait to see what this looks like if he does have another gear or two. And his compatriot today as well. A wonderful <laughs> game, Yerry Mina. And I'll come to you first on, on this one, Rob, because I've been gloating about Dominic Carvert-Lewin all week. So I think you probably deserve to, to have a gloat <laughs> about Yerry Mina here. Um, mag magnificent performance from, from him today. You know, that... I think there's was, there was so many good blocks, but the, the header from under his own bar, I thought, was probably the, the best piece of defending I've seen from anyone in the Premier League this season. You know, to, get, to dig that out with a goalkeeper coming flying out at you and to get it over the bar from there, it was, it was brave, it was technically excellent, it was great anticipation. And, you know, maybe, maybe the fact that Everton are about to sign a, another centre-back um, for, for a decent amount of money later on today and Ben Godfrey is, is, is a bit of a fire under Yerry Mean today. But, um, 
absolutely fantastic performance from him. And, and as you always say, and something which probably shouldn't be overlooked, he is, he is the, the captain of fun in this in this squad, isn't he? And he was the one who orchestrated <laughs> that little dance when he when he scored his goal. And you know, listen, other other fans will have a laugh at that and say, "What a bunch of idiots!" I think Seamus Coleman was wasn't particularly happy about it either. But you know, it makes us smile, and you know, his performance all around today made us smile absolutely. Well, yeah, look, I've said several times the entire um, the the entire personality of this squad, it, some a, a, a light switch got flicked when Yeri Mina arrived here. Um, th- there seems to be something about him as just a teammate that seems to get smiles and joy out of people. And you can dismiss that as being, you know, just a class clown sort of thing. But I don't think, I think that's a bit reductive because um, this has been a not fun place to play for a long time. And I think that having that lightness uh, around you uh, and having someone who, who, you know, wakes up every day in a good mood like Yerry Mina apparently does, I think that can only be a good thing. But in terms of his actual contributions, um, look, I, I, I'm a shill for Yerry Mina. I am El Presidente of the, the <laughs> Yerry Mina Club. I understand that because I do see, I, I do see so much of the talent that, uh, is, that, I, that we saw on display today. And it's, it's really about, obviously, him staying fit. I think that's been the biggest hurdle he has had to overcome. He needs consistent game time. He needs, he needs to stay fit. And this is, you know, some of it's on him, some of it's on luck, uh, and, and uh, you know, some of it's on, on the management. Uh, but look, let's just talk about today. Um, and really, even started last week, I thought he was great against Palace. Um, I, I was really heartened to see with Yerry Mina, and I think we've seen this with several players this season, a mistake that gets made or a bad game, and instead of it becoming the norm, the reaction to it has been to learn from it. You know, I think that that struggle against West Brom translated into a really good game against Palace and now to a man of the match level performance today. And really the goal itself may have been the least impressive thing he did today, uh, even though it came at a time that was pivotal. pivotal. If we go in 1-1 after Pickford makes that mistake, uh, it, it feels awful. But, of course, that cross, I mean, as much as we talk about James Rodriguez's uh, yeah. two goals today, that, 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 that set piece was fantastic. Mina got, got right on it, scored. Um, but, 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 Matt, you, you absolutely bring up that, that particular play, um, digging that with his head, digging that ball out of, out of the net under the crossbar. I mean, it was fantastic defending, but really his legs, his head, they were all there today. Um, he definitely snuffed out a few fires and really just enjoyed watching him, really enjoy seeing his innate joy accompanied by the, the level of play that he's capable of. And while we've brought in a new center half, uh, I, I don't think that he just suddenly played better today because of it. But to your point, competition, as we've talked about, yeah. breeds, uh, breeds this uh, from players. You know, the right kind of players will respond to competition well. And, and I don't really care what the motivations are. I want this to be the strongest squad possible and the best players to play. Um, and if Yeri Mina rises to the challenge of that in the way that Michael Keane has recently and others, uh, then, then so be it. I, I, am, I am all for that. And uh, so today, uh, absolutely, the, the sound, you could probably hear the sound I made from across the Atlantic when mm-hmm. Yeri Mina scored today. But uh, I, I really did enjoy every minute of watching him. I think it's a good point about Godfrey as much as I'm sure that there is no sort of real conscious improvements in form purely because we know his arrival is coming in. But 
I think just as as human beings, you know that the expectations have to be lifted when that level of competition comes in. And that is ultimately why you build a squad, because we, we want people to be consistently on their toes as pretty much every position in this 11 now there are standards that simply have to be met if you want mm. to be part of, of what is happening at the moment. Um, Yeri Mina, just, I love seeing defenders whose whole mantra is body on the line, absolute passion for keeping that ball out of the net. Uh, and I know that that sounds... Celebrating tackles today, wasn't he, at the end as well? <laughs> when, when you fall one up, you know, that, that's exactly what you want to see. It, it sounds ridiculously grassroots to to demand a defender who likes to defend, but as as the game evolves, we we clearly see so many sort of niches across that back four that takes away from the ultimate goal of what your central defender is there to do, and and he is the epitome of it when he's on song. The the one that he dug out was was remarkable. Um, the the one that Jordan Pickford punches kind of back into the danger zone. I'm, I'm kind of glad that Pickford got something on it because Yerry Mina was in the middle of some form of Superman dive at the back post. And I'm really not sure what would have happened there. But you can you can see, as much as we talk about the the joy and the the passion that he brings when, when Everton score goals and, and the desire to have that sort of great team bond, which he is very much central to. He has that desire in every facet of his gameplay. Uh, and as much as we know when we brought him in from Barcelona that this is going to be someone who is ready to win, he's going to be comfortable on the ball. But what level of that sort of stereotypical British Premier League central defender are we going to be able to tap into? And certainly from the more physical battles that he often gets involved with and just the, the sheer will to keep clean sheets as much as we weren't able to do it today... He is someone who, even without playing really consistent football for Everton since his arrival, he looks very much central to the progress and the building of this side. Uh, and that is an absolute testament to him. And also, you, you play down the importance of having a central defender who can get six, seven, eight goals a season. And as much as there are occasional sort of nail-biting and big gulp moments with Yerry Mina, and he is a player who is capable of, of doing that to supporters, if you've got someone at the other end who is so dangerous at set-pieces and so destructive to an opposition back line, then it, it really does go a long way in turning games. Um, and in a, in a season where it seems that goals are everything, having someone like him who can contribute at both ends is going to be absolutely precious to Everton. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, and I suppose the, the other thing, Laura, as well, you know, sort of thinking then about where we're going to turn next, which player we're going to turn to next. And there's just, there's just so many, really. And it feels like every time we play at the moment, we come on and say everyone played particularly well. Uh, we'll do the Jordan Pickford chat in the week. I'm in too good a mood to go down that route towards the end of the show today because Everton, the top of the league, they've won seven from seven. Uh, we're all made up, so I don't want to finish on, on any sort of downer. But was there anyone else today in particular for, for you, Laura, who impressed? I mean, I, I thought Decore maybe had a bad last 10 minutes, but for 80 minutes of that game was was outstanding and, and held together in midfield that looked a, a bit patched, patched up, uh, obviously, at the start of the game with Alan and Andre Gomez out. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, obviously, with, with the injuries you've just mentioned. Um, I was sort of sceptical and maybe intrigued to see how how Decore would sort of handle that. But as you've said, he was fantastic. Um, 
and I, I can't really fault him too much. Um, he's a player we've sort of been missing. He's an absolute tank. He can defend, get forward. He's just all out, you know, box to box. Um, but I, I'd also probably have a positive word for for Iwobi as well, mm. um, who has come in obviously for an injured Richarlison. And I thought, you know, he, he gets a lot of stick, um, Iwobi, but he's come on and he, and I thought he'd done well. Um, obviously, a few decent balls in as well. And um, but yeah, I just I I don't want to be too negative about anyone at the moment. Really, like there's there's probably a few things you could pick up for a few players and. And maybe sort of be like, well, that wasn't good enough. I, like Michael Keane, he's been fantastic since his, you know, this sort of restart. He, he's had a lot of confidence sort of instilled in him. Um, and past few games, I thought some of the passing that he's he's been making has been fantastic. But I didn't think he was up to up to scratch today. Um, he put a few stray passes out from the back. But I still, I, you know, I don't want to be too negative. I still think he was all right at the back. Um but, you know, you don't want to dwell on things too much when we're top of the league at the moment. Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the game plan of today, Rob, in the second half did become about transitions, as, as Mark mentioned earlier. And in the core, we've got an ideal midfielder for that, haven't we? You know, the amount of times he just picked up the ball, carried it forward, played it to somebody and kept on going. That, that, that fourth goal Everton scored today is, is that all over, isn't it? You know, it's him getting into the box and plays a really nice pass out to, to Rodriguez to make it to make it 4-1 and effectively kill the game off. And it's been a long time since we've had someone in that area of the pitch who can, you know, he's just got such a lope and stride. He eats up the ground so quickly and he changes defence into attack so fast with those with those strides through the middle. Yeah, Decore has been um, as good as advertised, maybe maybe even better. I, I uh, th- There are times where you feel like you won't notice him and then suddenly he pops up, he... He is his physicality um, lends itself to turning the ball over and then you know converting right into attack. But being aggressive and getting in the box and having the pace to get back if he needs to, um, he, you know he's been box to box. He's been wonderful to watch. And uh, I mean, I, I was I was thinking at various times today. Gosh, who's who's man of the match? You've got Rodriguez with two goals. Uh, Ducouré obviously played a key role on one of those, and just his all-around play was so excellent. Yeri Mina, I mean, when you're in a position like this where you have those particular uh, difficulties picking man of the match, you know that, that the squad is playing well. But the way in which Ducouré uh, and really just the insertion of midfield quality, and and that's the thing, guys, is that. You know, we if we had had even one type, a Decore type at all last season, it feels like like it just it continues to 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 demonstrate just how lacking we were in the in that particular area of the pitch uh, for the you know the last not only last season but really the last few few years. And uh, you know, even with Allen out today, I, I worried about that the midfield battle today. But look, they all acquitted themselves very well. Um, yes, even Tom Davis um, and, and Decore, <laughs> but Decore really did uh, lead that effort in there. Um, and to have two of your regular starters out, to have all of these injuries, I, I, I want to just kind of stress this again, that all of the players that, that that made it all 90 minutes today are all the players that have been on the pitch, like De, you know, Decore is certainly the embodiment of this in some ways. They they are not allowing a setback, a an equalizer, a player going out like Richarlison, which we all would have said, well, 
that's probably the game or that, you know, there we go. That's, you know, there's, there's our nice built in excuse. There just don't seem to be excuses right now. They, they, they are looking for reasons to turn adversity into opportunity in a way that we have not seen them do in a decade plus. So this has been fantastic. And, and I think Decore in particular has been the embodiment of that, that particular type of attitude in midfield. Hmm. And a he, couple of he, he feels like the important one purely because he, he is the style of midfielder that we've literally never had. Um, we, 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 can, we can hop back to good examples of defensive midfielders in front of the back four and people who were decent in the number 10 and getting forward and, and being the more attacking of the three in the middle. We've literally never, ever had someone who is capable of doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I think we knew that when Decore came in, he was going to be the one who was capable of covering ground, getting forward, getting into the box, doing what we saw in that fourth goal today. But it's also quite refreshing when someone like Alan is out and he's asked to play a slightly more disciplined role alongside Tom Davis, that he is also capable of doing that. And if you were to to ask him to go and pick the ball up off your centre-halves and be a little bit more instrumental in terms of your, your general build-up play, you don't quite get the jitters that you would expect of an attacking midfielder to give you if he was to go and do that. Someone like Gilfie Sigurdsson, who, with previous games gone by, hasn't necessarily looked comfortable being part and, and parcel of every single part of Everton's build-up play. But you, you, you get that sense of assurance and that sense of comfort about the core doing that. Um, but it, as you said, we, what we want him to do is take us 70 yards in five seconds and totally change the attitude. <laughs> of, and it, it, is, it is genuinely that quick and that devastating. Uh, and we are, when, when you surround someone like that and someone's energy with the quality that we clearly are doing at the moment, then you are going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah, and just just a word as well. I think Seamus Coleman was fantastic when he was on today. Yeah. Looks like he's, you know, he's looks like he's gone back in time to thirteen, fourteen, and, and Gilfie Sigurdsson, great cross for Dominic Carver Lewin, who we haven't even mentioned, and he's top scorer in the Premier League goal scoring charts. But uh, yeah, well, just before we we wrap up today, then um, Laura, we're going to smash the Reds, aren't we, in two weeks? Oh God, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, I mean, it's. Uh, in some respects, Rob, I suppose it's you know this this is degree of pressure on Everton, but in the same sense, there's not really anything to lose for us going into into that game either because they've they've won four from four. They're scoring goals for four, and they're playing against, admittedly, you know, a really really good side. And it just feels that Everton can, can yeah. throw the kitchen sink at it, and that's that. It, it's a nice feeling going into a derby this time around, as opposed to what we've had in recent years where. You know, this one was sort of going into it with a, a sense of, of freedom as if, well, it doesn't really matter if we lose because we've we've got four wins already. Obviously, although we all want to win. Whereas in the past, it's like, well, we don't really care about this because we've just been, been, been hurt so many times before. Well, let, let, I think we can parse this a few ways. One, you'd be insane to predict a win against them at any point. Uh, we, we, we need evidence of that. I'm not going to get sucked into predicting that we'll win. But frankly, the other part of this is part two, which is our predictions don't really mean anything anyway. Uh, if we're right, we're right. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Uh, but what I will say is that the the opportunity in front of us a is great and you certainly have a different feeling about this group like this is a group that so far has exuded this sense that good things are just around the corner because 
they continue to play and deal with any minor setback uh, with a particular approach that is that uh, is not just that, well, we're going to find a way to get back in this thing. Their approach is, okay, they've scored, so now we're going to go out and score three more. I mean, I think that's the, the mentality that is – that is kind of ruthless, that is uh, aggressive, and that has true belief as opposed to just manufactured belief that you have to have to go up against a side against a side like the Reds. But, but look, I, I, I'm, I will say this too. I, I expect good things from this group because they've shown us good things. I also would say that regardless of what happens against them, I mean, to a degree, obviously, uh, it does not invalidate one, one you know, a draw, a loss, you know, a close loss, what have you. None of that invalidates what we've seen so far. What we've seen so far is more important than a single game result. Uh, as much as we all want to beat them, and, and I certainly do, I wouldn't trade this start for that win, like in a scenario where we had only won two of these first four or something like that, but we beat them. I mean, uh, to me, real progress is not about one-offs. Real progress is displayed through sustained uh, a body of a sustained body of work, and so far the early season sustained body of work uh, has is incredibly encouraging. Uh, the underlying uh, signs uh, in terms of the quality of player there. So uh, this is as good as we can possibly feel. And and I will say this: um, we are going into this easily, regardless of what happens. This is easily the best and most talented squad. Uh, injuries uh, being a key part of this obviously we'll see how things look in a couple of weeks but this is the best squad by far with the best manager by far that we have brought into this uh, fixture in maybe forever uh, given the fact that Hamas Rodriguez plays for us now yeah as Rob said we're going to get battered um, <laughs> and Godfrey to give a penalty away um, if we've still got the ghost of Everton past in goal then I'm not overly uh, <laughs> going into it but I think that as Rob said, the, we are clearly going into this with, with high expectations and obviously high quality levels, both on the pitch and, and in the dugout, as, as Rob alluded to. But what, what we are doing now is both pre-game and in-game, opposition sides are going to be consistently focused and concerned about what Everton do to them. Uh, you're going to get more and more sides who are planning ridiculously for not what they can do to us but what Everton's devastating attack can do to them uh, and that that is vital because this this team is big news now and, and people know how capable we are at winning Premier League games so if we go through runs of games like we have done teams are going to be concerned leading up to it if we have a good 15 minutes in the second half of a game teams are going to be worried about what we're going to do and that is the the change of mentality that is so vital to building a successful side. And I'm not going to say that Liverpool are, are going to be totally fixated on Everton going into that game because clearly if, if they play their game, they beat most teams. But the you do like to feel that the balance is slightly tipped, maybe not in terms of long-term what these teams are capable of achieving, but for that one-off 90 minutes, it feels as though the gap, at least for this season, is slightly narrower. Um, if we able, to, if we are able to give ourselves a chance of keeping ourselves in a game, which I know that sounds incredibly negative given our run of form, but they are a great side. It feels as though both sides going into the latter stages of that match would would be capable of harming each other. 
Uh, and for too many seasons previous, it's been very much more one-sided than that. So definitely reason to be to be ambitious and to be positive. But I think, as Rob said, you'd be a fool to, to pin too much hope on this game, as, as we all devastatingly know. Nah, we'll batter them. Got to finish on a positive note. We'll batter them. Uh, but yeah, of course, that's two weeks to get away. Yeah, uh, hopefully, a lot of our lads are back on fitness. Hopefully, they all come back from the international break unscathed. Uh, Rob, you want to make one more point before we go? I don't want to end on anything too negative because, yes, I know we'll talk about. Uh, oh, sorry, the name that rhymes with Gordon Lickford uh, during the week, but um, I will just say that it's. It's something we can't just completely ignore. I don't want to get into the goal completely, but what what we can't ignore is that in two days the window closes, and um, <laughs> there it certainly feels like there's never been more pressure for Everton to make a move. I mean, as much as like we just added Ben Godfrey to a defense that when Mason Holgate returns, we'll have four pretty high quality center halves. So don't tell me that we can't add uh, some quality there. If you don't believe in Giannis Lossel, I, I, I don't. It, it just feels like there's never been more pressure. And if Ancelotti's going to come out and say, I'm not worried about Pickford, uh, you know, that's him trying to be a psychiatrist, you know, be a psychologist or whatever. But but God, I, I just think that there is a clear opportunity there with someone like Romero. And I just, I we're so happy about this, guys. We're feeling so good. Um, the what is the biggest threat to what we can do this season? And I think the answer is pretty clear. And so hopefully it gets addressed. Uh, if not now, uh, hopefully we don't have to wait till January and, and some real damage is done. But maybe maybe if we score four goals a game, it won't matter. Who knows? <laughs> I'm all up for going and getting Gordon Lickford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be an improvement. But uh, as Ron mentioned, it is deadline day on Monday, so. We'll be all over that as well. See if Everton do look to bring in a new goalkeeper. Uh, the Ben Godfrey signing looks like it'll be wrapped up at some point tonight to uh, add to the feel-good factor around the football club already. Uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much to everyone for watching on YouTube. Uh, loads of Colombians getting involved, which is fantastic. Uh, do keep on listening. Uh, keep keep going, certainly, in the build-up to the Merseyside derby, maybe even not after. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much if you're tuning in uh, from Colombia and enjoying us, enjoying... Uh, your internationals uh, hopefully they're well looked after during the break uh, but uh, yeah thanks very much to, to all the guests today as well Laura, Rob and Mark cheers for listening up the toffees enjoy your rest of the weekend and we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.